You have clicked that pile of audio gold known as the Half-Ass Podcast. And now, here's a person to say something. Oh yeah. Hey, mate. Oh, this fucking cat is already in the mic. Pants. Is it coming through? Nah, I don't hear him. Okay. Uh, you'll, you'll hear him in the end. Holy shit, that coffee's hot. Do some French press? Yeah, I did, uh... I got some high yield, apparently, out of the other better stuff. So it's, yeah, this stuff kind of tastes like butt, but it's uh, full of caffeine. And I, I'm, I'm wondering if that's maybe what I need to come back to the world of the living after a 19-hour drive. Oh, yeah. how? What time did you guys end up getting back? 2 a.m. That's not too bad. No, but it's an hour been, off the predicted. Well, it should have been more like midnight, but we hit full-on downpours in the mountains in the first four states oh so, we yeah. had my dad de- we had to fucking stop yeah i almost we couldn't did. see mm-hmm. yep and it was always coming down the mountain at fucking 80 miles an hour and it's out there the weather's weird it's these little cells these little black clouds and they just float in and oh. go fucking bang yeah. and you are nailed it, yeah you get nailed by them and then it's like you look over your head and it's perfectly normal you're like what's happening yeah you got 10 minutes and then it's like it wasn't there yeah we got it in south carolina it hit us in north carolina we got it in tennessee and we got it in kentucky that didn't even take the time off we got an hour-long backup in tennessee lost a full hour but we were making pretty good time then we hit to we went to louisville and i'm i've decided that i'm pronouncing it louisville Uh, i've had enough of their bullshit. We pronounce it Louisville. Yeah, well, go fuck yourself. That ain't how it's spelled. And that ain't how it's pronounced. You don't get to just pronounce it wrong because you live there. I've Louisville. I've always called it Louisville. <laughs> yeah, the locals call it Louisville. Uh, well, so that's a fucking speech impediment, not a local affectation. It's yeah. So we got there. And if you avoid tolls, <laughs> as I do, it routes you right through downtown. But you only go like 12 blocks. You hang a right. You go over the bridge, past the KFC Yum Center, and you leave that godforsaken state. Um, but right when we got to the bridge, three cops in yellow jackets came out into the intersection and basically shut shit down. Really? And, yeah. And then two cop cars, because the bridge is four lanes, two each direction. Big yellow bridge. It's kind of cool. But I, I've now, I, I'm, I hate Louisville forever. Um, and yeah. two cop cars cleared out the lanes leaving the state. Apparently, somebody must have gotten T-boned at the other end of the bridge. And apparently the guy died because you can find out that fast. We yeah. Before, yeah, before yeah. we got rerouted out of the state, we knew the dude had died. Yep. But yeah, the accident was so fresh that Google just kept trying to send us over the bridge. It took 12 minutes of dicking around in the bowels of Louisville. Uh, and then finally it said, no, go down this way and around and then backtrack over to your highway. So, uh, that's what well, we did, but we lost another 20 plus minutes in that godforsaken state. As you gained a hate for Louisville, I gained a hate for Ohio. Um, <laughs> that state should be deleted. We should put a wall around Ohio. I literally hate that state. We saw... No, in in a hundred miles, no joke. At least thirty people pulled over in a hundred miles. <laughs> no shit. It was bad. 
And then we mm. get like halfway through where we're going and they're like, this this month in Ohio, we are cracking down on this, you know, the roads that have the highest incidents. And then the funniest part is the next like commercial that comes on one in five families in Ohio are risking uh, homelessness. I'm like, maybe you shouldn't be pulling people over that are going five miles per hour. Right. Over the speed limit. And especially when you're when you're the guise of this whole funneling of public funds is to is that you're you're making it safer by reducing incidents. But when you pull a car over on the fucking interstate, all you do is set up it, a fucking incident I, waiting to happen. And I literally we were like in a group, you know, how you get in like a group with cars and you're all right. going like 80. Y'all just, y'all just flow. He just pulls up, pulls over the person in the back. I'm oh, like, that's dude, absolute bullshit. That's I was what like, you don't dude, do. I was like, this guy, I'm like, they are fucking no. on it. No, that is bullshit. I was like, the, I, I literally almost, we got into like talk radio when we got like through date by Dayton. I almost called talk radio and I was like, <laughs> yeah, I've been in your state for an hour. And I hate Turns this out fucking this place. fucking place sucks. <laughs> he was like going on about how. He thought of this great idea how goats he should they should bring goats to eat graze uh, the highway merger. I'm like, the- hey, that's not a new idea. You're not like some scientist here. He went on for like a half hour. I'm like, yeah, that's an obvious thing, but guess what? No one wants to herd goats on a fucking highway. <laughs> Yeah, well, a goat just wanders out in a 95 mile an hour traffic and there's fucking goat yeah. pieces everywhere. That's fucking not turned into mist. <laughs> yeah, just they honey, do you see a blood mist somewhere? I miss a creature. I think there's a creature around children. Lock your doors. Fucking knocked out by a goat leg. <laughs> Guy Wait. in a motorcycle just fucking goat head and eats it. Oh, God, that'd be so bad. Yeah, I, 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 didn't I even, think I've never even thought about that. Is he an animal on a motorcycle? Oh, oh, God, man. Yeah, run into a deer or some shit. Imagine you hit a bull and it just like, you just hit it and it just stomps you out after. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> run into me, son of a bitch. No, that's really pissing me off, though. I mean, isn't that one of the top five unwritten rules? Like it, rule no, number one is five miles over is safe. And number two is the guy in the back oh. never gets it because he's keeping you- up. And the thing is, we were on the interstate. Everyone was going 10 over. Right. He just comes up behind, just pulls the dude like in the back over. I was like, really? It's like traffic was flowing. You impeded the flow of traffic by taking somebody it, out of it who wasn't doing anything and then it, unsafely pulling them two lanes over to a goddamn median where now you're me, creating another clusterfuck. And to me, yeah. Like, and to me, like pulling someone over on the interstate is not safe. No. Whatsoever. No. Because now either the people in that right lane are going to have to quick merge into the left to get away from, or they just fucking book it right next to them at 90 miles an hour and make it even more unsafe. Like, what the what the fuck? Yeah, it was bad. It, I, I and mean, 100 I, miles, at least 30 people. At least. Yeah, I mean, I get it when somebody, you know, you got to pull them over and, and set the tone, but somebody did, keeping up with the flow, man. That's they did, just... like, a fucking scumbag speed trap, too, that I've never seen before. Like, Did, your, came, did your directions came... warn you about them? Yeah, they did. Oh, but that's cool. the way they did it was super scummy. You come, like, they did it. They set up a speed trap as soon as you cross 
the state line into oh, their state. And then that's bullshit. They had three cops there. So they like spread them out. And then you go 20 miles and then there's two more. Yeah, because you think you're safe now like, that they've already dicked oh, with you at the border. And I'm like, oh, you're going to be that scummy. Like, it just seems oh. so scumbaggish. Uh, state's definitely run by Republicans. Oh, I literally was thinking that. Yeah, they are. They're gerrymandered shitless, just like we are. Some of those districts oh, are fucking comical. They, they look like something in a fucking Petri it, dish. And it, it made... And they look like fucking forest rangers. It just pissed me <laughs> off. You bucka. And you know they're just assholes too. Like you're on the interstate, you're going 10 over, you get pulled over, like, uh, yeah, I was going 10 over, but I'm going with the flow. Like, what do you say there? Yeah, you're just like, I was just keeping up, man. It's less safe to to get out of that. It's like I feel less safe being pulled over right here yeah it's that fucking dick hole weaving between lanes at 95 miles per hour shooting gaps that he shouldn't be fucking shooting that's oh dude like hey man i got the cruise locked on you know you could give me fucking three seconds to move over before you just fucking swerve over and around me like i'm, I'm not a fucking nimrod hey, yeah, yeah and there's you you learn a lot about people when you get a bunch of people from different states on an interstate <laughs> yeah they don't know shit about well, it's driving funny on the because what, what happens is you start to notice that there's a specific plate that keeps showing yep. up every time yep. there's a dumbass traffic maneuver. And it's like, oh, OK, North Carolina for me. I every didn't have time. Much, yeah, I, I think it was South Carolina for me, but we were also the Carolinas in most general. Of the time. Just, yeah. It's like Our one guy's going 90. One person's trying to go 65. The other guy passes you then goes into the other lane and puts his cruise on lower than what you pa- he passed yes. it's like dude what are you doing yeah yeah and uh it was the way out that bothered there was a fucking guy i, I think he was from ohio actually oh, there's always a fucking guy little red car from ohio left lane five over cruise locked and oh. <laughs> he wouldn't if he wouldn't let you then he wouldn't give you any room on the right so it was like, all right, well, if you're not going to fucking move, then I will go around you. But he would speed it up anytime there was a little gap. So I was and, like, you're going to seriously make me fucking. So I finally had to pass him at like fucking 98 because yeah. he wouldn't let me go. I had like 98 in the right lane. Like, fuck you, dude. And like, I've, you're doing this on purpose. You're a twat. I've never seen so much people in both lanes going the same speed blocking everybody oh my god yeah so many times i was like what is going on i thought i was gonna have fucking embolism i was just freaking out i wish you could just pit maneuver people one of you has to go faster than the other that's how this works yep they're just going even in the both lanes there's 37 cars behind them fucking get behind each other go the same speed together over there it's like, I feel like a dick when I'm like blocking a dude that's going 35 over. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Like I said, if you give me two fucking seconds before you cram up my ass, I will get out of the way. But these twats were all just fucking, yeah, they'd zip zoom around like, all right, I was going to fucking get over, but you have fun. You see your yeah, fucking a, insurance. You really see the stars of driving ability. When you get on the interstates. Yeah. 
Yeah. And you, every once in a while you get those cars where you pass them and it's just like head nod, hat tip. Like, yep. Yes, sir. You saw me coming. You got over and out of the way. That's that's how you do it. Yep. That's how you do it. I, I had about 30 of those on the way home. Yeah, there was some. I, I can't say it was all bad. There was a lot of people who played it right, but there was it's some just, people that. It's ugh. just like when you get in like, like the sort of like medium heavy traffic. It's like people just don't know what the fuck to do. Well, I kept waiting for it to clear off because we drove straight through Saturday night and yeah. that road didn't start emptying off till more like 9.30 on Saturday night, 10 o'clock. I think well, by the time we'd hit Illinois, it cleared yeah, off July a July 4th makes yeah. sense. We got to see a lot of fireworks on the way, so that was nice. Dude, I there was, been, there was a few times where I'm like, was it? It sounded like people were shooting guns. I was like, <laughs> like that didn't sound like a firework. Like, I don't know. That last gas station was a little methy, and I, I'm a little concerned. And they don't have change. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I tell you, the next morning I went in, and they fucking gave me change. Oh, oh yeah, you did say that, yeah. Yeah, I went in and bought that yingling the next morning. And it was like, All right, 15 cents. I'm like, oh, the AM shift don't give a fuck about handing out change, I guess. Oh, we stopped at probably three gas stations, and I looked for Yingling, not in the freezer, and none. None of them? They were all in the mm. cold. I was like, not even worth it. Yeah. And I said cans will hold up a little better, but still, I hate to risk it. Spend 20 yeah. bucks on a case and then fucking bring it home, and it tastes like butt. Definitely not worth it. <sighs> Titans helmet logo ranked worse in the NFL. I don't know about that. Which one? Titans? I feel like there's Holy worse. Shit. You pick up that thunder on the mic? Yeah, I did actually hear that. Holy fuck. I thought you were just like moving around. No, that was thunder, man. My lights dimmed and then that fucking happened. Fuck. Yeah, it's supposed to storm pretty bad tonight. But that's the other thing I realized when we were out there is this. Rain and storms are not created equal we uh oh no rained every day we were there but it was like somebody was running a fine mister over you so i like walk the dog i'd be out there for 10 minutes and come back in and my shirt would be damp but it was it just rained constantly and i said in the mountains you got those little dark cells that would just dump on you but i didn't see lightning at all until kentucky and then we get back out here and it's like fucking boom like oh yeah that's right we get storms yeah, my buddy lived out west for a long time, and he kind of like forgot how storms are here. Yeah, and he came yep. back, and he's like, "Holy shit, that's terrifying!" <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what Todd said too. He said that's what he missed living in California was having thunderstorms. He's like, "You get storms, but it's not the same." Yeah, yeah, like, but like, you know, we're gonna get some crazy shit when it's super humid and a cold front comes in. Right when oh. those two things hit, it's like, oh man. Strap, strap down your cows. Shit's the about whole, to get real. The whole town is just prepared for trees in the yard, like in the road. <laughs> right. Everybody's preemptively on Facebook, making sure everyone else has power still. Yeah. You got power oh, over there? That pissed me off so much. People are like, you have internet? I'm like, you're on Facebook. Those people <laughs> won't see it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, if they don't have internet, they're not going to see this. Oh, man. 
Yeah, there's Dude, those differences. It it's pretty wild, like uh the differences in storms and stuff for sure. Just in it, like a in a little drive. I said, I've never really I've never lived anywhere but here. So I mean I'd never this shit hadn't occurred to me until fairly recently, but damn. Well, I just know of it because my I went down to my brother's all the time. He's like, oh yeah, it's gonna rain every day for about 10, 20 minutes, and then it's gonna be sunny for about five hours, and then it'll rain again for 10, 20 minutes, and then it'll be sunny for about five hours. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of what we were having out there. It's I suppose if there's that much humidity by the ocean, you're gonna have some precipitation. And then you got the good old hurricanes. Yeah, yeah. That was when we were there, I was like, oh, man, I'd like to move on here and just live on that beach. And I was like, oh, yeah, fuck hurricane, like losing everything all in one shot. And you're like, yeah. Well, I was thinking about that, too. It's like, man, it'd be sweet to own one of these stilt houses, but yeah. it could get wiped out in a storm. And the insurance has got to be insanely high. Oh, it's got to be. I bet it's as much as your fucking mortgage. Dude, I bet I bet you pay a ridiculous amount in land like. Just the land tax. And the tax, I'm sure. I bet I mean, you pay more than what you pay for it in a few years. Yeah, I mean, beachfront value? Fuck. Yeah. There was actually a lady on the beach walking her dog, and she was uh, apparently a realtor. And that fuck, that bitch was never off the clock, I guess, because she was uh, chatting up people and trying to fucking sell them when they were talking Dude, about her dog. Realtors make bank on the coast. Yeah. But yeah, you're never off the clock doing that. It's like, I wish I would have thought about it. I would have like asked her a bunch of this shit, but those questions hadn't yet occurred to me until we were doing the search on the drive down the beach and checking the prices. Good Lord. Yeah. Yeah. They get wild. I mean, like my brother, he bought, fuck. he bought his house. They rented forever in Florida, but he bought his house before the pandemic. It is already $120,000 more than what he paid for it. Yeah. That market down there went insane. Well, it's nuts because everyone went when COVID happened, everyone's like, fuck California, fuck New York. Like they all started going to those like open states. And Stu Gatz talks about it all the time. He said he would get phone calls and letters like constantly trying to buy his house for way more. And he's like, I'm tempted to do it. But then where the hell am I going to live? Well, when we were there, someone called for one of their properties in Texas. I know. I wish I would have got that. It's like, no. Mr. Johnson, no, is home. It's pretty insane how much people have moved to Texas and Florida the last few years. Texas is like blew up. It's That's not good for their grid. They're already having problems. Yeah. And, you know, they're all against renewable energies. <laughs> Well, right. And that's the, the stupid like thing. Oil and gas. It's like, you don't want solar panels on your roof? Like, what? Nah, that's a trick. Yeah, I remember. I love Rogan, but he'll let, he'll let like both Democrats and Republicans come on. He had this Republican come on from um, Texas, and he's like, how... We can't switch to renewable energy. We'll lose so many jobs down in Texas. I'm like, you realize that, like, those will create jobs too. Yeah. Like In- you're installation. <laughs> installation would be a massive undertaking. And then once you're installed, you're talking service. It's jobs wouldn't 
disappear. They would shift to new sectors, yeah, probably a- safer and better jobs. And just more eco like friendly in general. Right. Yeah. I, said, not I don't, I don't get a why pole people in the ground. Don't want to at least try to like, like obviously solar panels and like batteries and shit are really expensive right now. Cause everyone wants to do it. But like, why wouldn't you want to do that? I don't get that. Yeah. And the prices you know, like kind of come down over the years. I mean, like 30 years oh, ago. Oh, lithium has gone nuts. Oh, for batteries? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And that's what everyone, that's what you almost have to have with the solar panels and shit. But mm. it's just gone absolutely nuts. Well, see, that's the company that's running around here. You You can basically choose to stay hooked to the grid so you don't necessarily have to, you know, you won't worry about running out of power. Yeah, I've I've always wondered about that. So if the grid goes down, that still works. Yours, you'd still get like your, your solar panels work still. Yeah, like to but, you. But like you said, but if you don't you, have a battery, you're you're only able to use that juice as you have it. But wouldn't your like if you're stuck to the grid? Wouldn't like in my mind, you'd be feeding energy like across the board because you're still on the grid, right? Like it wouldn't be just your house. Right, you basically, yeah, and it just basically comes out in the, it, yeah, the Wait, power would get used in real time instead of being well, stored. You might as well just say, fuck the grid, pay $50,000 and just have enough solar panels to just run your shit. Yeah, yeah, I mean, honestly, that's... Like, that's what I would do if I did it. Well, uh, Jonah is up in Viroqua, which is pretty well hippie central, and yeah, he's, yeah, yeah. he's known people for years that were fully off the grid with panels and shit. And he's like, yeah, you know, if they, they turn the PC tower on, they know they've got about 20 minutes. They need to hustle. Well, Oh, it's way better now though. Mm -hmm. I know. I know people who run PCs in their fucking van. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's way better now. Technology has improved so much. The thing is, is you need those lithium batteries for storage. That's what it is. Right, right. So, yeah, otherwise it's, you're going to use it all. But the thing is, is you got to enslave some African country to mine (laughs) lithium for you. (laughs) Right. And we're going to strip mine lithium and suppress an entire people, but you'll be off the grid. A lot of those people in like Tesla's and shit's like, oh, we're eco-friendly. I'm like, you realize that they're mining lithium in Africa with kids, right? Yeah. You've never seen a fucking lithium mine, have you? Yeah. It's like that, that doesn't go bloodshed. Like that's, that's not free of bloodshed. <laughs> and, and the worst part is what do you do when they fucking die? Now you've got this entire car full of fuel cells. Like what happens to those? Where do they go? How do they break down? Like, is that really that friendly? Well, well, they got it kind of down pat now, but it's like, there really is no Tesla like workshop, you know, like you can't take your Tesla to a shop. And fix right. It. There are certain dealerships that will handle it, but they are like, very spread around the country. And like yeah, the closest like, to us, I think is actually Minneapolis. I don't even think Chicago has one. No, you can get, well, all the Teslas get delivered to your shit, but I, I, yeah, like it's very fucking weird right now. We're in a weird spot with the electric cars. 
Yeah. And like, I understand it as the necessity in like a step in the evolutionary process of doing it that, okay, obviously there's going to be, you know, clunky early designs where in 50 years we'll look back and say, well, obviously that battery was fucking stupid. We should have never done it like that when we could have easily done this. But I said, I I understand that as a step in the process. I just don't (laughs) like buying the first hover car, like. Wait till they work out yeah. the kinks. You want to be the guy that's just like, oh, yeah, we uh, fucked up that programming. You <laughs> want to be that dude that just fucking crashes first? Yeah. Oops. Forgot to carry a one. Yeah. yeah. I, I forgot to put a semicolon in that code. Yeah. So I'm if sorry. it sees a raccoon, it just cranks the wheel to the left. And Oh, I watch like a lot of car YouTube channels. And like the Tesla Plaid is l- literally one of the fastest zero to 60 cars in the world. But the thing is, is when they race people on the track, it like detects people near you and it just shuts down. You know oh, what I mean? Hilarious. So it's like they, they go to take a corner and you get near a person. It's like, it powers like oh, down. this is unsafe. It's like, yeah, there's definitely some bugs in there. It's like the high end go-kart. Well, like when the, the devil is, throttles like, them with a governor. They kind of like make it so they trust the system instead of the person. And that right. kind of, there's like a weird balance there. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense when there is an obstacle in your field. Yes, you should X, Y, and Z. But when you're a person and you're eyeing that up and making the curve, it's like, no, no, no I'm fine here. Yeah. I can do that. And it's, then your car shuts down and basically makes it worse. It's the hand solo scenario, you know, turn it off of autopilot. And Solo will do it. There actually isn't too much uh, NFL news. Hmm. No, we're kind of in that quiet part of the season where uh, the big things that happen is somebody had a really great day at camp. Yeah, and I'm like, whoever reported that, I hate you. <laughs> yeah, um, because I, I used to freak out about that type of stuff. Oh, they're saying this rookie looks really good in camp. Well, a few years back, Jonah went to Broncos camp. And he watched the day and he was like, okay, it was cool. And he said the next day they, he read the internet reports and it was this guy dominates in, in camp with two touchdown catches. And he's like, well, yeah, I was there. I watched it. It wasn't anything. It was, you know, seven on seven drills. They threw one up to him in the corner and he grabbed it. It was cool, but. Oh, I got pissed off on the way home. They're like, uh, dude on the Niners. I can't think of his name. The, the wide receiver that's holding out, Debo oh, Samuel. Debo? Yeah. Like, Debo Samuel refuses to sign an autograph for a kid. I'm like, what the fuck? Fucking Donald Driver did that to me. I wasn't on the goddamn news. Oh. Donald Driver, I literally met him on the street. He's like, nah, but I was like nine. That's bullshit. I was like, I wasn't on the goddamn news. Oh, man. That takes Donald Driver down a peg in my book. Yeah, I was literally like nine, and it was literally just me and him. Like me, him, and my dad. And he's like, nah, I can't right now. I'm like, bro, there's no one around. Like, yeah, but still, I do it for you. And, you know, somebody else might ask me later. Yeah, it it's, that was the only autograph I wanted to, god damn it. Because you know all, all right. the practice squad dudes are signing fucking autographs. Oh, it's right. Like you don't, Aaron Rodgers comes in, signs one autograph, leaves. Yeah, maybe that's the deal. You're like, no, 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 I got to. I got to make it so only these guys. He went signed. out the back and I was on the backside. He didn't even go through there. So he didn't oh. even sign anything. And I'm like, dude, yeah, looking back, lame. I'm like, son of a bitch. Yeah. 
Yeah. But I mean, dick move. If I were, it's hard though, because it's like, if you're a big star in the NFL, like you kind of get sick of that shit. Right. You don't want to all, all the times signing things, but yeah, still. Yeah. I know, I you hear that with too. you. Well, that's the thing is that's when you got to do it. Right. Like, oh, here's a yeah. little kid. He caught me out back. There's no one around. It's not going to create a giant panicked line trying to get my yep. autograph. I could just sign this kid. You know, you don't even to be good. You just make I remember it and fucking scribble. That's like a vivid memory of me. With It's like me, my dad, one other kid, and his dad. And he's like, nah. Nah, if I do he's yours, like, I got to do this. Oh, that sucks. But he kind of seems like a hard ass in general from what I've seen. <laughs> One of my favorite autographs is uh, a buddy of mine got Maweldi Moore. Is before Mowelde? he Yeah. Oh, you probably don't remember him. He's a that's little a great name. Oh, that's what my terrible towel is named Maweldi. We uh, <laughs> end up signing him years later. He's just this little third down back catching passes out of the backfield, shifty, just really fun to watch. Loved watching the guy play. Like Tariq but, or like that style or what? Yeah, kind of like a Darren Sproles light. Yeah, wasn't Cohen type style. Yeah, he wasn't in in Sproles uh, category, but just really good guy. Fun to watch. I said I named my terrible towel after it. Yeah. Um, But before he signed in Pittsburgh, he was with the Vikings and a buddy of mine must have been at the Mall Mall of America and got his signature. I saw the picture and I was like, what the fuck is that? Like, does this guy know how to write? Like, is he... Is that what's going on here? It's this is unintelligible. He's like, oh, he's wearing a cast on his right hand. Like, <laughs> oh, okay. I was gonna say, like, God damn, what the fuck? He still signed autographs with a cast on? What what the shit? Did I ever tell you that that bit that uh Tom Scarra told about uh Pac-Man Jones? His buddy went to a pack like to a Cincinnati game. No when Pac when Pac-Man Jones was there. He's like, yeah, my buddy went to a Cincinnati game. He was like in the tunnel and shit. He had like the VIP type stuff. And he's like, Cincinnati got their fucking ass kicked. <laughs> so he's trying to like get autographs from all of them. They're all like, fuck you. Like we just lost. Right. He's like, Pac-Man Jones comes in. He's like, you're my, you're my dad's favorite player. You should sign this fucking Pac-Man Jones look at him. He's like, well, tell him all fuck. I appreciate him. He signs the, <laughs> he signs the autograph. I was yes. like, that's the funniest shit I've heard in a while. That's what I'm talking about. Tell him all fuck. I appreciate. That's uh, I'm all about it. Yeah. You get, you know, the dude that's gotten several shootouts in his NFL career. Yeah. Right. This guy is going to sign it. He's got my back. I am in. Yeah, I've never had too much uh, for run-ins with anybody. The the most I got there, I said, I've told this before, but a guy from town was on Pittsburgh's practice squad. So we got to go out for a game. We had to hang out in player parking. Nothing like tailgating in player parking because there is no one else there. Oh, the yeah. fun is like a mile away down the lot. You can see everyone grilling and partying and having fun while four of you stand huddled behind someone's Escalade, freezing your balls off alone in a parking lot. It's but oh my god, and of course it's an escalade. <laughs> well, oh yeah, it was that was like oh oh three. It was that's all the shit back then. Everything was everyone but, loved those things. Well, and they were all big dudes, so it was like fuck a car that I can get into. So it was double whammy. It's a true, status symbol true. and it's roomy. But uh what well, we saw <laughs> we saw was it Jeff Hardings, I think was the center at the time, if I remember correctly. 
fucked his knee in the game. I think tore an ACL and he got carted right past us in the parking lot on the way out after the game. But that, and uh, uh, we talked to a couple of guys from the practice squad on the way to the bar. And we actually got into the VIP room upstairs at one of these bars and we're sitting at the bar and my buddy taps my shoulder and points. So I turn around and literally almost run in to Joey Porter. Who is, which oh. I think is why he did. He's like, turn around, and I fucking spun right and almost fucking hit him, which is like Joey Porter smoking a Marlboro Red after the game. Like, Oh, you know damn well that dude's good at football then. Oh, yeah. It's Monday night football. The game just wrapped up late. He's in the VIP room walking around smoking a fucking Red. Like, Joey Porter, my guy. My oh, brother. and I guess Brett Kiesel. We drank with Brett Kiesel. Um, it was his rookie year, too. So that's my well. I, guess, I don't think Kiesel drank because you know, <laughs> day before a game, whatnot. But there's another but, practice squad dude there, Eric Totten, and we played a uh, fucking, Eric Totten. That's a great football name too. It is. He's like this five six white guy, just faster than fuck, playing safety, backwards cap with a dip in, playing drinking games with us. I'm like this fucking guy. I like this fucking guy. That's great. Oh, uh, my when brother. we got home a week later, it was NFL 2K. So the new roster downloads oh. came up and they were both in it. So I was like, NFL I don't care. 2K. Like I am oh. starting Totten and Kiesel in my franchise and ratings be damned. I started them 56 fucking rating. Eric Totten at safety. You fucking bet. Brett Kiesel oh, yeah. at DN. You know it. He's like a 58. That's my starter. Uh, you remember uh, Chris Thompson? Remember he the was name? a running back, running back? Yeah. on like, uh, like the, was he, he was he on Redskins for... and shit. Yeah. Um, my brother, he played, he played like, uh, like football leagues down there and shit. And, uh, the team that like stomped him, he was, he like got to talk and to like the dude, the quarterback and stuff. He's like, yeah, I played football down here and fucking Chris Thompson came to the tournament and fucking ran for like 7,000 yards on average, but just, <laughs> just destroyed the, the flag football tournament by himself. Like, oh, this he's is like, yeah, fun. it wasn't even fair. No, that's and not. He's not even and the crazy part is. And then you look at him and you're like, he's not even a top tier running back. No, no. But the lowest tier in the NFL is so far and away and, above and the average of, person. A lot of people forget that. Like, especially on like, I was, on the Reddit forum for NFL and they were talking about, Oh, he'll never, this guy, you know, they're talking about QBs and stuff. He's trash. I'm like, you realize the guy that goes two in 15 in the NFL will fucking destroy you. Right. Oh yeah. You know, and they're, they just don't think about it that way. No, because they've somehow become comfortable with this rankings of, of chopping up the 1% of human fucking physicality and dicing that. That they and, don't realize they're down in the bottom two percent, and they should probably shut the fuck up. You know, and a lot of people don't realize there's a lot of great QBs that probably got into the NFL and lost their career based solely on their team. Yeah, like yeah, solely David on Carr. their team. Fucking David Carr. A lot of people think Fields is. A lot of people are like Fields, great QB, is probably going to be a sacrifice. <laughs> like a <laughs> lot of people will talk possible. about it. Like I always thought Sam Darnold was decent and then you put him on the jets for the longest time they're like he's pretty good but now he's got such a bad rap they destroyed him yeah he's done because they fucking ruined him pretty much it's and a lot of people forget last year they started like four and oh he had seven rushing tds he was playing great 
then got hurt. I forgot to say that. Oh, the fucking Packers are betting favorites for Julio Jones. I was going to tell you that. I actually read that today myself. Yeah. That's one of those things when there's betting odds on it. I'm like, oh, now I believe it. Yeah, for sure. Because uh, my dad was saying it and I was like, "Eh, I I didn't really want him because, you know, you you never know. Yeah. You never know with him. But it's soft but, tissue with time off. Maybe he heals up and gets some explosivity back. The thing I like is Aaron doesn't throw 50-50 balls much. Like, he's just going to put it where he's open. You well, know? And the he's not like going to make him three. jump for it. Yeah, so even if he's not, you know, what he was, he should be veteran enough to be in the right spot and and catch the ball. So, yeah, I think there's definitely – Man, you can upgrade on Sammy Watkins. That's for sure. Rogers put out a tweet that says Lazard's won. Really? Yeah, he's like, time for Lazard to step up. He said it. Okay. I was like, ooh. Well, that's definitely something different. I'm all right with it. Yeah, you don't see that shit all the time. The top comment on that Packers post was, oh, that's cute. We'll have a great season in Indy. (laughs) (laughs) No, but but that was basically what the article I read was saying was that there was four to five places, I mean, basically all contenders that he was willing to play. Can't be worth much now. <clears throat> no, I mean it's not going to be a league minimum, but he ain't going to be. It ain't going to if it's over five million. Yeah, I, I, I was like six or seven. That's I was going to say thinking. seven is top end. Otherwise, like holy, he's going to get turf toe in week two. Yeah, or you know, like oh, that hamstring's just not quite healed up yet. I mean, being such a big body receiver, last and long is not muscle, man. He's just what happens when you're nothing but muscle and you have a muscle injury. It's yeah. I mean, just being a big body wide receiver is just a rough go. Yeah. You're going to take a beating. I said shoulder pads and the legs and bending shit ways. It doesn't go. And then trying to get up to top speed and have your leg taken out like, yeah, the yeah. physics, it's mind-boggling to me. It's one of those things that I've gotten older when you're a kid. You know, you're just like, yay, run, go fast, hit him hard. You don't even think about, like, tearing no. a ligament. Right, that, that, that there's all these delicate strands inside your knees that are just, like, pressed to these amazing physical limits, and then you get hit sideways and pop. You, yeah, you take a wrong step on turf and gone. And you're like, when you're a kid, you're like, ah, get back out there. Then you then you hit yep. your forties and you fuck up a rib and you're like those men are superheroes. If you yep. have a, even a bruised rib, you should take a month off and fuck them. I don't care what they're paying you. You say it hurts to breathe, cocksucker. I'm going home. And that was a big conversation with uh, Mayfield with his shoulder. Yeah, he should. It's like he should have never played. That. And no. then and then they fucking he threw sixty passes. Yeah, when his arm was fucked up. And you know that's having a sling and shit. I don't know if that was before it, but having that there's, on your shoulder, that's got to affect it. There's no way you can throw a proper pass without like using your other shoulder in motion, you know? Right. Like, right. There's no way that's not like affecting it. Say you have a torn muscle in your other one, not your throwing hand. There's no way that doesn't hurt when you throw with your other hand. Oh, no way. Just putting that kind of torque on your body and what you do with those other muscles. Like, yeah, there's no way there isn't a pull on that and these guys are he's doing a play action on every play yeah pump fakes gotta be excruciating i mean fuck like i said when i had a rib like laying down was one of the hardest things i ever did It'd be, 
Oh, I, I remember I uh, fucked my hip up once. And it was like, I couldn't even lay on that side. Yeah. Like you couldn't even, I couldn't even move my leg on that side properly. You know, it's, you start to feel for them when you get, you know, when you get older. <laughs> right. When you're a kid, they're superheroes and they're supposed like, to do that all that That dude has shit. a broken fingers. That fucker can still play. You can hang on to the ball with the other nine. Shut up. Yeah. You make, you know, back then it was like, you make a half a million dollars. You got to get back out there. God, I remember Mikowski like getting like, oh my God, they gave him a million dollars. Yeah. Now look at it. It's crazy. Oh, Jesus. When Sandberg, Sandberg set the record. Like what that was hilarious to me when you uh, mentioned 7 million as Julio's top end back in, was it 1993? Maybe Ryan Sandberg sets the all time sports athlete for any sport when he is signs a contract with the Cubs for a whopping 7 million a year. Can he live up to this contract? It's just too big. There's too much pressure. Now we're like, meanwhile, washed the, up Julio might get seven at 32. Yeah, and then meanwhile, the fucking owners are pocketing like 100 mil a game. Yeah, dude, that was the front page of the paper. Like, I might still have the article around here. As, That's uh, crazy. Yeah, I delivered oh, the paper at the time. Seahawks are still going for Baker. Yeah, I read that they too. should. Well, exactly. And they're basically saying, yeah, these them and the Panthers got into camp and they got their quarterback room together and were like, we could use some help. Yeah. I mean, it gets one thing to be all positive and say everything looks good before everybody shows up when you get in the building and it's fucking Matt Corral and Ham Darnold. I mean, yeah, I'd be bringing in Baker Mayfield, Drew Locke and Geno Smith. Like, what, what are you doing? Like, you're really going to wait. You want the Browns to eat 50% of the contract? Let them eat 45 and get the fucking deal done. Don't be stupid. Dude, if I was the Seahawks, I'd be doing whatever to get that. Exactly. Like, who could, what's this magic eat 50% of the contract number? Give them a 60 40. Let them have their win. Take Baker Mayfield for next to fucking nothing. Upgrade your quarterback room. Like, well, who, who fucking cares? Yeah, I. I just don't understand why they haven't been on that. Like, I'm not down with the specifics. I'm assuming when they traded Russell Wilson that it was just straight up the entire contract. I can't imagine they'd be retaining any of those numbers. But oh, I wouldn't imagine. No. But like we talked about uh, on vacation, the, the signing bonus thing is so fucking screwy. Who oh, knows? They could be on the hook for you know two or three years for so, money owed. So the I'm not dude, a- the dude. So an old accountant for like the Packers and a couple other teams came on and he's like, basically all the teams that have owners that have money, like if the owners have money up front to just sign a check, they will just do that. He's like, any owner who has the money on hand will just put it in, put it as cash bonus type thing. Right. It doesn't count against your cap. You're not. And then there's, you know, there's owners like us or, you know, like Steelers, Packers, where we can't do that. Right. Right. And it's kind of fucked. Yeah. I mean, it's that's been one of my favorite things to watch over the years is the way different teams have to operate in sports. Um, like for me as a Steelers fan, free agency always fucking sucked. 
I mean, 20 years of free agency where I'm like, well, what different? We're going to sign some backup guard for some other team who's, you know, he'll come in and start and be serviceable, but that's not an exciting thing getting somebody else's safety. And, you know, we only got mid tier to lower tier cast off guys from other organizations that didn't fit their scheme as well as they fit ours. And we'd find value. And, but now in the last, how many years it's, I like watching other teams go nuts in free agency. It's, it's great. Oh yeah. It's definitely intriguing for sure. Like look at the fucking chargers, like, and look at the Eagles, you know, and look at Miami. Yeah. Miami's been fun to watch. They went nuts. Like Eagles picked up AJ Brown picked yeah. up a bunch of like uh uh linemen and stuff they they upgraded like they did great in the draft too and then fucking chargers have Khalil Mack on one side and Bosa on the other oh they did get Mack huh it, it's like dude their fucking ends are insane fuck was it there's a couple other tight ends that could be steals too that's such a crapshoot position. And I really... learned that like tight end is one of the most like valued. Like if you don't have a tight end, you could end up with one point. Uh, yeah, there that's the biggest potential for differential in points. And and now like a lot of the people I see, they like target tight ends in second round, first round even. Well, it's the thing that Jonah's always pointed out is the tight ends a lot of time comes down to the offensive coordinator. Some offensive coordinators just don't use a tight end at all. Yeah, that's for sure. Well, like you said, some quarterbacks don't like the tight end. uh, Cole Komet, he could be good too. Yeah, a lot of people have him as a big riser this year. Yep. But it's yeah, it's going to come down to that quarterback play too, though. So it's, but a lot of people have, have fields set for a big year too. I think, well, I think what they're thinking is if anything, he'll throw a lot of dumps to him. Right. Which theoretically, yeah, that's the kind of situation where you would be looking for a tight end. Yeah. A younger guy and maybe not as stout of an offensive line, but they seem to be going all in on those wides. I mean, they've got that hodgepodge where nobody's really, I mean, I guess Mooney is probably technically ahead of everybody else. And yeah, Mooney's going to be, but Mooney's not even like, he's kind of reminds, he's like Deontay Johnson, you know, he's like a little short route, like get open guy. He's faster than fuck. Oh yeah. He'll get deep, but like, you know, he's, he'll just get open. You know? Yeah. It makes me like wonder he, how they're going to use this whole crew. As we coined it on the dynasty road trip podcast their wide receiver room other than mooney is a cornucopia of shit sizzling hot takes fucking you think pringle's gonna fucking top you out like come on right like who's your two here like i don't understand well it's gonna be it's gotta be pringle for two well what don't they have uh valdez scanling no no they've got the other one um i always get them mixed up and i don't know why yeah they picked equanimous Yeah, but he didn't even fucking play on the Packers. <laughs> right, which I didn't understand why they signed him to such well, uh, it seemed like a he, fairly well, big when deal. When he did he did play, he made some fucking great plays and then he was out for the season on injuries. 
Well, and times. he's a he's a big body guy, isn't he? Isn't he like six four? He's bigger, yeah. He was a jump okay. ball, like he jumped yeah. for the balls. So yeah. there you go. You get your six four guy, and you get Mooney on the outside and Pringle underneath. Like I guess I can see the plan there, especially you mix in Komet. Well, You've got another big target over the middle. As a uh, defense, I if it. I was a defensive coordinator, I just look at them and I'm go, all right, they're just going to do a bunch of fucking PA rollouts, yeah, like and just hope for to get them open. But they've got Montgomery at running back, who's good enough. Oh, to... Montgomery's going to be big this right. year. So, I, I, yeah, I, I guess I can see the offense. It looks like they're trying to spread the field. Well, I'm glad they they got rid of Nagy. So hopefully, this fucking guy's competent. <laughs> right. I mean, it's hard to go. Oh, anywhere, I could but watch up. a Bears game, and I already knew the plays before they happened. It's just <laughs> like, oh, it's going to be a screen pass to wide receiver. It's going to be screen pass to Cohen. They'll run. They'll run the ball. It'll be another five yard pass. It's just they did the same shit every time. Yeah. Maybe Ayuk will have a big year on Fort Niners if Debo holds out. Well, even if not, I think he was still working his way back from injury a little bit last year. Dude, was, I always thought he was good. Well, when Debo went down and he was healthy, he basically went right to that Debo Samuel role, and he was getting 19 touches in a game. They just ran that offense through him. And then he got hurt and Debo came back and (laughs) reclaimed his role. But then, yeah, like I said, I think Ayuk still, I think that's another muscle injury. Those tend to linger. You don't get your explosivity back. Uh, I I would look for him to be a guy that has a much better year this year. Oh yeah, he should for sure. And uh, another like up and comer, I think is uh, uh, KJ Osborne on the Vikings. Okay. I, he he literally finished top 30. Really? Yeah. No one even says his name. Hmm. And no. like, look at Brandon Cooks. He's fucking 97, and he's finishing 20th. Yeah. Yeah, like, he's the ultimate lack of respect guy. Oh, yeah, for sure. He finally begrudgingly made me give him my uh, ultimate respect last year. No, I fucking hated him for the longest time. Well, I just, he was just, somebody was always trying to trade him to me in a dynasty league. I'm like, motherfucker, why are you, why are you all trying to trade him? Like, I realize that you guys don't know that my other three leagues are trying to deal him to me, but there's something weird in the universe when everyone is divesting independently of each other. He just produces everywhere he goes, no matter who the quarterback is, no matter how bad the team is, he's winding up with at least 900 yards and six touchdowns. Doesn't matter what dumpster fire you stick him in. Yeah. But but the other part with him was people, all the teams were moving on from him in less than two years. And it's like, that's not a thing that keeps happening to somebody who's helpful and productive. But apparently <laughs> he must be the exception to that. I've never heard anything to say that he's got a personality, quote unquote, problem or that he's oh. an issue in the locker room. Dude, dude if or he's anything if- like that. If he's gone team to team that much and no one said a thing, you know, he's a good guy. Well, exactly. That's why it's like, you're not, sometimes when you see a talented guy bounce around, you're like, oh, he likes to put his dick in the mashed potatoes at the team spread. Like this, this is a problem guy. I I don't think I've ever seen a Brandon Cooks headline ever. No, that's what I'm saying. There should be some whisper somewhere that, yo, bad teammate or doesn't buy into what, nothing. No, there's never been a negative word said about Cooks. You know what's also interesting is Marquise Brown and Cardinals, it, since Hoppo's out for the first, like, six weeks. Right. Ooh. And him and Kyler were on the same college team. 
Well, the thing I didn't realize that uh, Jonah pointed out to me as well is that uh, when we were talking earlier about some of those wide receiver hodgepodge rooms, uh, apparently the, the Cardinals wide receiver room has a whole bunch of Marquise Brown clones. He said uh, Andy Isabella is about the same oh, age, same 100%. height. 100%. I've, yeah. I've been on him. Christian Kirk was like that too. I, I've been on all those dudes. Those guys are all those dudes ran like four two forties. Right. So that's another offense where I'm like, how are they going to oh. do this? Because everybody, I mean, other than Hopkins is basically a small, super fast clone of each other. That's where Madden almost helps me <laughs> with this stuff, because I know every wide receiver, I know their forties, right? Like just from like drafting and shit in our, like in our league. Yeah. It's like, yeah, I've, I've been on all the wide receiver. Like Isabella is, underrated he yeah i missed that as fuck I fucking forgot parker went to new why would miami fucking give Devonte parker to new england in the same division that's the part that kills me i, I totally understand that. moving on from parker they want yeah. to go a new direction yeah. blah 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 but in division you just gave them the best wide receiver they've had since they, probably fucking Randy Moss and Wes Welker. They do that all the time, too. Miami does. I don't get that. They've traded to them. Well, shit, a they lot. traded them Welker. <laughs> yeah, I don't get it. Yeah. What do you think about uh, Bateman? He's supposedly going to be fucking Baltimore's one, basically. Really? I mean, they don't have Marquise Brown no more. No. So, I mean, I guess it's a wide open deal. That's I what guess they're saying. Technically, number one's Mark Andrews, but but yeah, oh, well, for yeah, one, yeah, for sure, yeah, yeah. Whereas, like, technically, the number one running back is the quarterback. Yeah, they've got that's, yeah. they've got another weird offense. Uh, I love those variations in the NFL, though, where it's it's become oh, I, almost like a UFC thing, where the, each team sure. got strengths and weaknesses, and is like, oh yeah, these guys will dismantle ninety percent of the league. I, but when they run into this defense, they're fucked. You. One of my favorite games I've ever watched is when Miami played Baltimore. They fucking shit stomped. They they played they played man on every and they blitzed eight every time. Wow! And they didn't even move the ball because they just forced uh, Lamar to throw quick pass every time or what? get sacked. Huh. And he didn't do shit. Yeah, like they didn't even have a chance. After that game, everybody started saying, "Did the, do the Dolphins have the blueprint for how to stop Lamar now? Like, has the league figured it out?" Well, the great thing is, since my I always watch games with my brother on Sunday, so we watch Packer game, we go on you know red zone, and then we watch the Miami game, and that literally is one of the most fun defensive games I've ever seen. Yeah, like Lamar was literally like spiking the ball pissed off like he couldn't even get out of the pocket before he was smoked it was beautiful and i like really appreciate guys who come up with that type of stuff right like you know that coordinator was sitting in there like you know what let's fucking try this the thing that the cardinals really pissed me like they don't do like they just don't run with it like yeah he just runs around in the backfield like there was that playoff game where they lost and he threw like he completed like six passes for like 20 yards. Yeah. They never even tried to run the ball with him. And Connor was a guy who was never really considered to be a hands guy. And last year he really showed 
that if you want him to catch the ball, he can catch the damn ball. There was there was options. Yeah, he was a guy and, I didn't have a lot of faith in him producing oh. in Arizona. And boy, boy, he showed me. I, I agree. I after he had that one good year, Steelers. Then he yeah. was like, then he was hurt. Even st- he couldn't even time. stay on the field. Right. And then he went there and was just trucking dudes. I was like, what is happening? Yeah. Well, that tells you how bad Pittsburgh's line was for about two years there, because well, he couldn't Pittsburgh's do just anything. Hard nose fucking dudes, you know. That line was crap, though. So, I mean, even Najee's numbers last year oh. are are so much more impressive than they look, given the way that line blocks. Like, any progression Dude, from them as a unit is going to be so big for him. The fantasy podcast I was listening to blew my mind. He had He was on the field like 20% more than any other running back in the league. Yeah, yeah. Najee was. But we it's had crazy. Nobody else. He had... So many attempts, but he had like three yard average run. Right. It's like, it's crazy. It's like the dude, numbers I'm, don't look good, but the numbers it, also don't tell the tale. Yeah. I mean, Ben doesn't have the army did used to. So they just like kind of pounded it. There were no holes. There were no holes. Like the most of the yards he got were in spite of that offensive line and not because of them. So like I said, any upgrades they made are, are going to play in huge for him this year. He might be a guy you can steal at a little bit lower value because I think uh, he's just going to improve. Tomlin said that Najee's going to be like a two run back and then they're going to bring in that uh, Snell, I think. They're going to use him as catchback. They said they're going to do that. He's got shit for hands. I'm surprised Steelers don't like, didn't go like keep Najee and then get like a low, like a small catchback. Like I'm just surprised they never did that. In the draft, I'm not sure what we what we got there. I was looking for more of like a veteran, uh, like a third down type of guy, just somebody to have because clearly they don't. I mean, if they believe in Snell, that's news to me because that's um, what they're saying. Because it, I looked at, I'm looking it up. Yeah, it's him. Which kills me because, like you just said, look at the percentage they put Najee on the field last year. You don't do that if you think your backup, who has more experience by far than Najee, is any good. You 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 play him as well. They didn't do that, and there was a reason because they got well, nothing when they did it. And I think you know what they did last year. I think fucking Tomlin's like shit. We can't run Najee five hundred times. <laughs> you know, no. they're like we no. got to do something here. Not recommended. I'm just wow. surprised they didn't pick up another back. No, like exactly what I was saying. Some kind of veteran, maybe, some cheap guy on the market. Maybe they still do it in camp, but I don't know. Oh, they did. They did pick up a guy. Who'd they get? Matemio Durant. Oh, I don't I don't remember hearing this. Rookie? Looks like he's a rookie. Yeah. I say I've never heard of him. So yeah, probably I'm one looking of those at him. undrafted free agents. Yeah, I still look for them to bring in a veteran, a guy that doesn't necessarily need to yep. be there through all he, of camp. He won most valuable player on his in college on huh. his team. He said Duke's single season rushing record last year. Huh. That vaunted ground attack at Duke. Maybe he'll be a catchback. He's kind of little now that I'm looking. That could be. Maybe he'll be in the mix to be the third down He's guy. He's 195, six foot. We'll see. It's going to be an interesting year. Man, haven't had an off season without Ben since before my kid was born. Yeah, that's crazy. Last time Ben wasn't our quarterback, I had hair. 
That's yeah. That I don't even remember. I it's so long ago. I don't remember who played quarterback for the Steelers before him. Tommy Maddox. Jesus, yeah, I know the, his name, but I, XFL, I don't remember him. He was the XFL MVP. It's actually a former first round pick. I think he was drafted in like the nineties to be the guy that would replace John Elway. And then, you know, wasn't even around by the time Elway retired. And yeah, kind of had a rebirth in the XFL, which landed him a shot with the Steelers. He wound up winning the starting job. He was really good for a while. He was actually the quarterback at that game. I was talking about the Monday nighter that we went to earlier. I got to watch okay. Tommy Maddox out duel Peyton Manning. <laughs> Really? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Tommy Maddox and Peyton Manning. Uh, oh, what, man. What a time. Yeah, we were in the back left corner of the end zone. First drive. I look at my buddy and said, touchdown to Heinz Ward in this corner of the end zone right in front of us. Two minutes later, there it was. Fade route. Heinz Ward right in our face. Like, what I fucking tell you? There it is. Dude, I would love to get like a front row in the back of an end zone to just talk shit. <laughs> oh that'd be so good just one time i think we must have been in like i think these were like friends and family tickets for yeah, players yeah. and so yeah our section was a little different like a couple of ladies next to us basically just sat there the whole time eating wings and i'm sure they were paying any attention to the game just case after case of wings being destroyed like, motherfucker that should have gone to a real football fan <laughs> right like your son's on the team isn't he ma'am like you're going to sit here and eat $300 worth of wings. Oh, dude. Yeah, that was Terry Bradshaw's first game, first time back in Pittsburgh in like years. They had him on the field at halftime. That it was, Dang. And, oh, man, who was that big fucking tackle that the Colts had? Big fucking house. I remember Wilfork. That's all I can think of. He wanted to say Tarek Glenn. That can't be right. The only big ass house is Will Fork that I remember. <laughs> that oh dude was God. fucking. That dude was literally a walking house. <laughs> it was Tarek Glenn. He's only six five, three thirty two. That's a lie. That can't be that right. That shit. That shit's always wrong. Look bigger they have, than him. They have Will Fork at six two, three hundred pounds. Oh, that dude was ass. easily five hundred. I was say he's closer to four than three. From what I've gathered from interviews and stuff, from they're like, oh, it says you're this, and they're like, yeah, that's that's. Yeah, they put that out in the team media guide. Ain't no it way, Wolfork's like... three hundred pounds, six no. two. Maybe when he was a rookie, before he put any weight on, but uh, that, that seems... dude caused an earthquake when he fell. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure MIT could measure that on the Richter scale for sure. 